0: The Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bow Tie Guy. Hey there, people! Welcome back to the Mess It Up Podcast. It is show 121, and our word of the week this week is "replete," and uh, that's a. a, a Word of mine that I've, I've loved for a long, long time. It means filled or well-supplied with something. So, um, you know, uh, a lot of times I feel like this show is replete with humor and entertainment. Uh, I will let you be the judges on that as you see fit. But uh, if you can use that word in your sentences this week, 10 bonus points as usual. Keep track of your own bonus points because I am just too busy to try to keep track of everyone's bonus points because of their word of the week usage. Uh, I do really encourage you doing that. I want to let you know that when we encourage you to do things on this show, we're not just uh, talking into a microphone in a uh, the, you know empty room. We're actually asking you to do it. And because sometimes people do, sometimes people get some Starbucks and I want to say congratulations to listener Kim out in California who got some Starbucks for being our first contact on MySpace. She made MySpace our space and uh, I was just so super excited so Kim I hope you're enjoying that coffee cheers uh, wherever you are right now wave to everybody like the queen uh, because you just won and uh, it's great that you are here with us. Uh, So uh, I want to let you know how you can Do more stuff with the show, I guess. Um, One of the things that you can do if you want to get involved with the show is you can do like Kim did and get involved on our social media platforms. And we've got a lot of them. We are on Reddit. If you look up Messed Up Ministries on Reddit, we're there. That's going to be coming a lot more active as Messed Up Ministries uh, becomes more active. Uh, We just got our corporation number from the state of California and we're going to send off some things. I'm meeting with an accountant uh, at the beginning of August to talk more about those things. It's super-duper exciting. Uh, we're going to be having our first fundraiser, which is going to be an opportunity for people to win a cricket machine. So if you're interested in winning a Cricut Explore Air 2, uh, stay tuned here. I'll give you information on how to do it. Or you can email me at info at messituppodcast.com. And uh, lovely intern Dave will uh, get you all the information you need to know about how to win that Cricket Explore Air 2. It is fantastic. It's sort of a, a blackish blue. It's a very dark blue or something color. I'm not exactly sure. But anyhow, it's great. I love the Cricket that we have here for the show, and I'm sure you'll love it too. So uh, you'll be able to win that very shortly. By emailing us, and you can also email me directly at BowtieGuy at com. We're on Facebook, uh, which is how uh, Kim let me know. Hey, she she sent me a, a, a put a posting on our Facebook and said, Bowtie Guy, how often do you check MySpace? And uh, I knew that MySpace was up and cracking for her, so go check us out on on Facebook. Get involved in the conversation there, um, and we're also on Instagram. I'm going to be posting some more pictures on Instagram. Um, Well, it'll actually be last week um, that you should see it because I'm recording uh, here in advance. I'm going to be leaving in a couple days going to uh, Texas, driving across the country. So I had to get some shows in the can to make it so that I could drive easier and not have to worry about recording. So I guess pretend like I didn't say that. But um, check us out on Instagram and you can see the trip that uh, Guy took across this beautiful country, halfway across the country anyway, in a U-Haul uh truck so i'm i'm excited about that we're moving our new pastor out from houston area to beautiful ridgecrest here in the high desert of california You can also uh, share the information about this show on all of those social media platforms that you're on. Just tell people, hey, check out the new show. Every uh, Tuesday, we use the hashtag TuneInTuesday. And if you put that out there, people might just stumble across it just because they're curious. Or you can leave them a word to say, hey, check out this show. I really enjoyed this particular episode. And I think you will too. Put the link up there on your Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're being social. And trying to get more people to listen to the show. Another great way to get more people to listen to the show is by just simply writing us, a, uh, giving us a rating on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, uh, wherever you're listening to this, but also writing a review. Those reviews and ratings help so much to push us up in the charts and get more people who are searching for our key terms of recovery and celebrate recovery and those type of things to uh to find us so please 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 uh, write us a review if you haven't and give us a rating if you haven't because that really really does help um and i know i can see the number of listeners that we have does not compare at all to the number of reviews we have Um, so uh, there's plenty of space for people to, to put more reviews and um and ratings so really appreciate you guys doing that And a lot of people want to become a patron of the arts. They want to support the arts and support what we're doing here financially. It is uh, something that I love doing, and in order to be able to do this, uh, it takes time. And we really, really, really love our patrons who support the show financially and make it viable for us to do this each month, paying for the... Uh, hosting and for the Starbucks cards that I give away and those kind of things. So if you want to become a patron, go to our website, messituppodcast.com, and click on the Become a Patron button, and you can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. You can help support the show financially, and we really, really do appreciate all the support that you give us financially to keep the show on the air. It really, really makes a huge difference. If you don't think you make a difference... You're wrong. Um, so I encourage you to uh, to try it out. Um, you know, jump in at a dollar or five dollars or whatever. Anybody who signs up gets a free copy of my book, which is called Still in Beta. If you want to just buy the book, you can go out there on Amazon uh, and get a paperback copy of it. You can also get a Kindle version there on Amazon, or you can go to Apple Books and get uh, an e version of the book as well. But like I said, new Patreon subscribers get a copy of the book. So um, Get your book right there. Uh, if you want to help out on the book sales, also you can uh, when you go get your your ebook. Or you um, look for that paperback, please write a review of the book and give it a rating as well because that that helps uh, immeasurably. So I think that's about all that you need to hear from me. Holy mattress. Everyone's going to say, gosh, Bowtie Guy, you didn't even need to have a guest this week because you've been bumping your gums for seven minutes already. But I do. I do have a guest this week and it is my favorite guest and all the guests that have been here before will understand when I say that because this is listener Bev from California back once again, my lovely wife, uh, here to talk to us. So go ahead and say hi to the fine people, Bev.
1: Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. It's been a little while since I've been here, as Paul said. And uh, I've missed being able to be a a guest on the show. (laughs) So I'm glad you invited me back.
0: I am super glad to have you. Oh my gosh, I yawned there. That was uh, not I got good. caught in a yawn, uh, so uh, I apologize for that. The show must be uh, lacking in pace, so we'll try to pick it up here and uh, keep you guys invigorated. What I wanted to talk today about our, our topic to start off the conversation is just loss and, um, and how we grieve, because uh, listeners of the show will know that Bev lost her mom back at the end of March. And so it is now coming up on the end of July. So that gives us, let's see, May, April, April, May, June, July, that's four months um, in, in this uh, situation of grieving. And um, I know being married to Bev for 25 years, I can see differences in her as she goes through this process. And uh, I'm sure she feels different uh, as well, so I just kind of wanted to talk about that because I know it's a, a discussion that needs to happen. You know, we all, everybody grieves at some point in their life for something, and and we don't always grieve for the the physical loss of life of someone. I remember when our son got uh, divorced, and I remember Bev, you said you were grieving the loss of our daughter-in-law, and it's it's an important thing in our lives when we grieve but it's not something we get taught how to do. And no. I don't know that we can teach anyone to do it, but no. what I think we can do is share our experiences in going through loss and how we cope and move and process and, uh, and get on. So um, how are you feeling uh, with just in general with things? We got the pandemic, we got lockdowns and opens up and new lockdowns and Just uncertainty uh, on top of of losing a parent.
1: Yeah, I I was jotting down a couple of things here that pointed to loss. And I think it's hard to say when all of this starts because uh, my mom had been, her health had been not doing very well all through last year. But I think if I had to look at a beginning point, it would probably have started uh, in July. And in July, we had that massive earthquake. And when that happened, um, we didn't lose really anything. July of last year. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. 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 July of 2019. Uh, We didn't lose anything in our home physically, but I remember now looking back on it, that I lost a lot of my security, Uh, and my life was filled with a lot of dread and fear. And I think that was because so many earthquakes and aftershocks were just coming like waves and just one after another, and we were always wondering, when's going to be the next one? and Is the next one going to be bigger? Um, And the question that was going around with everybody was, you know, what are the possibilities, what are the chances and statistics on having one bigger than that mm. uh, and in a certain amount of time. Uh, and then then uh, pretty much right at the very same time, uh, there was loss in our son moving out. And, um, you know, that was difficult. And I, although I had the reassurance that it was the right thing to do and that God spoke fairly clearly into my life, pointing to many reasons why it was time for, for him to meet, to leave, uh, it still was hard. So that was loss. And I think I lost a lot of sleep. I lost a lot of time in worry. Um, and that's a difficult area for me anyway. And then right on the heels of that, um, Uh, I had made so many trips back and forth to Tennessee. And then we fast forward to March and I lost my mom, Um, then right on the heels of that and really happening simultaneously was the whole COVID-19 thing. And again, like you said, I think it was fear of the unknown. I was like, you know, what is this going to mean for our children, our grandchildren, even great-grandchildren, what is this going to look like for them? And, and we started seeing subtle changes, like in listening to our, our children talk about their children and how school was going to look different. And as a retired educator, I began to think wow, it's never, you know, it has the potential to never look the same as it looked when I was in the classroom. And mm-hmm. I was sort of mourning that, you know, so th- that's a lot of answers to questions that you didn't really ask. But so I think for me, this is me, a
0: safe place to overtalk. It,
1: it probably is, <laughs> which may be why you yawned a while ago, because we sucked the air right out of the room.
0: Well, but, you hadn't started talking, so I don't think there was any weed. Oh, yet. well, then
1: I will take that back. But anyway, Who's to say, because this was my first experience with that kind of loss and that kind of mounting loss and continuing to have mounting loss, Mm -hmm. building up, uh, who's to say whether it would have been different, better, or worse if I'd only had one of those things happening or if I'd had all of them in one day or, you know, so I don't know how that's affected my right. my mourning. Um, but let me just say that it has come for me in extremely unexpected ways and at unexpected times. And I think that for me, mourning shows more in the area of... Um, um, Loss of sleep, mm-hmm. um, loss of, I feel fatigued, really fatigued, um, depression, um, and just feeling like I'm falling,
0: Yeah,
1: uh, falling and failing, and yeah. I, I can't get a good handle on it.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's different times, you know, both of us have lost a parent and both of us knew we were going to lose that parent we had a a run-up to it with an illness that was uh prolonged but mm-hmm. definitely you know showing the signs of being a terminal illness uh, so it wasn't a sudden thing so we didn't have that sudden grief of of an accident or a, mm-hmm. a sudden heart attack or something like that uh, so there's some time to prepare i guess and when you talk about that expected or unexpected You know, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to go through when I went through losing my father 15 years ago, how it was going to feel or how it would affect me. And I still feel, you know, 15 years after now, I, I had an incident just last week where I was like, oh, I should tell dad this. And I was like, oh wait, nope, dad's gone. And, and that never is going to end. I don't think, I think that'll always happen where you just see something and it just brings them. To mind and is something that you would like to share with that person or that I would like to share with that mm-hmm. person uh, did you did you do any thinking about the grief before it happened or did you block that out or how did you handle that before you know when it became apparent that mom was gonna be gone but she wasn't yet
1: um. The only word that comes to mind is uh, I, dreaded mm-hmm. I dreaded it. I dreaded it. I, Even as a young child, I, um, again, fear of the unknown, fear of death and loss, um, I certainly wasn't ready to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know what it was going to feel like. I didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, and, and I'm not, I guess I've always thought that I'm a really open person, but now I've known through this experience that I will really close myself off. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will just um, isolate and insulate in whatever way I can. So I think in a lot of ways I, I denied it.
0: Do you think that the, um, the whole lockdown situation with the pandemic, uh, I, I hate to say helps, but makes it easier for you to act that way? With the isolation and the, the, uh, you know, just stuffing? There's two
1: things working here, Um, and I don't know which way to answer that question. Maybe I'll figure it out by the time I get to the end of the sentence and put a period at the end. But before my mom passed away, Paul, you and I were so, so um, busy and occupied with service. Mm-hmm. You know, we spent a lot of time in the prison, and we spent a lot of time in the Celebrate Recovery. We spent a lot of time preparing for the Celebrate Recovery. Um, I know I spent a lot of time uh, running step studies and talking to the ladies that needed my help and, um, and being accountable also to other ladies. And so, suddenly, I didn't have that anymore. So, my where I, I hide is often in my busyness. And when I'm yeah. suffering or struggling, I will make myself busier just to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I will clean the house where it doesn't really need to be cleaned, and I will find jobs to do. So on that hand, the pandemic issue was terrible because I couldn't throw myself into other jobs. The fact also that we were you know, almost 2,000 miles away from home where I had nothing that I had to do and nothing I could do made it awful because all those jobs that I was wanting to get to were just piling up in my head, Yeah. you know? So then that was adding more fuel to it. But even after saying all of that, I will say that I got to the point where I, I feel like I began to accept the fact that that I was going to be there and that it was going to be like this for a while and I started to learn to relax. I started to learn to embrace the time that you and I had together that mm-hmm. was just that we never get yeah you know and um, focusing in on things that mattered instead of trying to stay busy. So
0: yeah I guess there's there's arguments for both things. Sure. And um, you know, I'm gonna, you know we, we, there's so much to, to talk about in there, but uh, it was make me look at our, our song of the week that I chose this week. And this is a song that um, I'm not sure how old or new this song is, but it was new to me. And when we went back to church for the first time in person a few weeks back, um, the interpretation in California was that there would be no singing. And so uh, what the church did was Mariah found some videos to play for us to just worship to in our own way. And a uh, longtime listeners to the show will remember remember Mariah uh, being on the show um to talk about uh, Lyme disease back in February, right before the whole, you know, pandemic happened. It was uh, show 97, if you want to go back and check that out. But she brought this song, this video uh, by Hillsong, and the song is called As You Find Me. And it was one of those where it started playing. I was like, I don't know this song, but I tell you what, I'm going to Shazam this and find out what this song is called and put it on the list for Song of the Week, because it was just so beautiful to me. So, I want to play a little bit of this song for you, and then we'll be back on the other side to talk about the song and uh, about uh, different ways that we handle handle our mourning and our grief. So, uh, this is Hillsong, As You Find Me, and we'll see you in about 90 seconds. I have, and I have surrender. She's my heart. Drifting, drifted home again
1: Plunderbess seemed to lap in
0: desperate to find redemption every time
1: But you still will
0: Such a beautiful, beautiful song that is um, Bev, you, uh, as we were going through and, and listening in in the break when we when we do the song uh we stop recording in the studio and we listen to the song and just kind of go over what it is we're going to say and as we were listening bev was like that's what i'm going to talk about right there go ahead and share that part with the people
1: right smack in the middle of the song is the i suppose it's kind of a a bridge or a chorus um, it says i know i don't deserve this kind of love somehow this kind of love is who you are It's a grace I can never add up to be somebody you still want, but somehow you love me as you find me. Um, Probably basic to who I am is always this underlying current of not being good enough. And I know through Christ that I am, and I know that I'm worth it, and I know using the word deserve is not not an appropriate word when we become Christ followers. Um, But... To think that someone would want me and die for me before I was even willing to accept them into my life is just something that I, I can't comprehend. And the line that jumps out at me there, though, was somehow this kind of love is, who you are and i I remember being a little girl and one of the very first scriptures i learned was god is love Mm -hmm. and i don't even know where that is in the bible but i just know we all repeated it together and i was probably pretty young but god is love
0: yeah and that line jumped out at me too that uh, this kind of love is who you capital U, are Uh, but i also you know in the into the chorus it says and that part just wrecks me and so Mm. often I am just wrecked by God Um, it it says in a a second chorus or second part of the bridge there uh, it says and I'm just grateful to think you don't need a single thing and Mm. still you want my heart Mm -hmm. because that's that's how much we're loved, um, you know, by the 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 God who makes everything and can make everything that hasn't been made yet. Just wants us, and um, that is um, that just wrecks me. That just yeah. is is just so. This song has so many. I mean, it's one of those songs I'll probably use it several times in a row because I'll forget because I'll hear another <laughs> another line that that gets me, you know, I've, I've been faithful and I've been reckless at every bend. I've held everything together and I've watched it shatter. Uh, I've stood tall and I've crumbled in the same breath. Uh, it's just powerful imagery going on that is powerful in its appropriateness. And and I think that this this fits in with, with the whole idea of grieving too standing tall and crumbling in the same breath that we I do stand tall and then just get wrecked in an instant uh, for no particular reason I remember watching a movie after my father had passed away and it, it was the movie where Tom Hanks gets stuck in an airport and for some reason something happened that just I don't know if it was because my dad traveled but it just just I got gobsmacked out of the blue and, and just sent to weeping. And, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, I guess we don't, I don't want to have that, that feeling of, you know, the, the, the grief be gone and just wipe it completely out of my body and my system because I don't want to wipe the people Hmm. out of my body and my system and my memories. I want to keep them alive in whatever way it is. And, and, that's a lot of that fondness is going to be uh, spoken through pain because we miss them, uh, even though we know that there's a better place where they are and that they're healed in that heaven. uh It's just still, you know, while I'm still here, I, I you know, I'm selfish and greedy. I want you with me. You know, I, I don't want to be without the person.
1: Yeah, I um. I, I completely get you on that, that it does come in unexpected ways. And, and I had a day last week that was just not good at all. And then I was discouraged and I was weary and um, just I was a wreck. Um, and I have a hard time putting that together. Maybe it is pride. Um, it could very well be that I don't like to have people see me fall apart. Um, right.
0: And and, I, I and, don't particularly appreciate that either, and, although I'm better at it now yeah, in certain instances in company.
1: I, I think probably I am too, than even if this had happened five years ago, but I think maybe there is that fear that once you start down that track, you're like that freight train and then it's just going to get ahead of you and you're going to be crying for the next two weeks straight. And not being able to function, you know
0: there's to me when I become overwhelmed with emotion of whatever uh, ilk it might be, whether it's grief or depression or fear or despair or anger or whatever there's to me there's a bit of a uh, a puzzle in letting the air out of the balloon slowly enough that it doesn't rupture the balloon you know if you take a balloon and pop the hole and pull it just slowly, you can release all the air. If you poke it and it all comes out at once, all that air rushes through that tiny hole and the balloon pops. And I certainly don't want to pop. Yes. Uh, But I know that there's also a healing in relieving that pressure. Um, And so that's, I guess that's the the key that I want to look at as we, as we bring it to a close in the next, Uh, several minutes or hour or whatever we take, but is, you know, what, how can we go about relieving that pressure and easing the pain, um, in our lives, um, with, with whatever it happens to be. And, and, you know, quite obviously for us, I mean, Bev and I are both ministry leaders in celebrate recovery. So we have a 12 step process that can help to walk through, that grieving process, or or whatever it is that's weighing on my mind, I can work through it. I, my sponsor always told me, he said, "Well, Paul, it's just twelve. Step, you know, do the fourth step on this and make an inventory, and then look and see what is my responsibility. What is what what is my part in this? Uh, and, and sometimes that leaves me feeling angry." Like, look, I'm hurting. I don't want to do that nonsense yeah. and find it's got nothing to do with me. I'm hurting. I want. And yes. sometimes I just need to hurt. Yes. And at that point, what what do we do?
1: Yeah, I, I do pretty much anything that I can think of to avoid being sad, to avoid hurt, um, to avoid suffering. And um, I think after being in recovery as long as I have been, the concept is super simple. And I've been on both sides of this, but I don't always follow my own advice. Mm -hmm. And that is just find somebody who will listen. And it, it works to find somebody that will listen, but it also works to find, to be someone who will listen. So, you know, I remember that day that was so awful for me and you just said, Bev, if you need to talk, I'm right here. You know, just knowing that you're not burdening somebody else. They're doing that because they love you and they want to, they care and they want to hear what you got to say. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's enough when you're on the giving side of of doing that. It's like, okay, uh, just tell me, talk to me. And you're thinking, I really should give them something. There needs to be something more I can do.
0: But that well, and is I know everything. Just, you know, here, I mean, I'm just talking to nobody, but there's hundreds of people who listen each week to the show. And so I know that each one of you out there, you might not be a talker, but you're all able to listen because you're here listening to me talk yes and uh and you know this is my therapy that i get to have every time i record a show i just get to you know pour myself out into the uh the bits of the interwebs and but you know that that is that's such an important thing to have that person you can talk to or with
1: and and i think too there are going to be those times in life where you are in a position to be isolated and you really don't have someone to talk to. And that's where I think that using the recovery principles that that I've learned so far to tell me that we are really, really never alone. We're never alone. And that God does always listen. Um, And to reassure someone of that to say, listen, I'm just here to remind you, you're not going through this alone. Right. Even if they don't really believe in a God, somehow just knowing that there's someone there that, that cares and uh, is willing to walk through it with you.
0: Yeah, and, and people will do that. It's, it's amazing. I, have, I, I can't recall a time where I have burdened a person with my hurt. And they've said, okay, thanks for sharing, you know, and you're welcome for listening, but don't ever come back and do this again to me. You know, I've, I've never had anyone tell me that I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to help that person. And, and I'm blessed to know people that I can go to and talk to if I need something, I know I can call uh, Pastor Dan who was on the show a couple weeks ago and he'll listen yes. you know whenever and 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 if I need advice he'll give it but if I don't he'll listen and I, yeah. I know that there are people that I have in my ministry group and a lot of the people that have been on the show you know are there because I know that they'll listen to me yes you know Giselle and Andrew and Pastor Heather and uh, Kim Hire and, and all these people that come on, I know that they'll that they care enough to listen because first of all, a lot of them are, are listeners to the show anyway Yes, uh, but they're just people are, are, are I, I think people are looking for ways to help other people. I, I don't have a cynical view of humanity. I think that there are some times where people get in the way of, of beauty but I think ultimately most people most of the time in most situations want better Mm -hmm. for the people around them
1: yeah and I don't really think that the advice that I would give would be go out there and shoulder everybody's burdens that's Mm -mm. not what we're supposed to Mm -mm. do and um, I think we have specific people well let me just say it this way I remember when I was going through a training um, for support groups for young children and they told us in that training look one thing that you need to have befi- besides your telephone, and this was back in the days when they, we didn't have cell phones, but you know, the, an emergency number that you need right there at hand at any time is the number of a counselor, somebody that you can go to in a crisis because, um, just like the fire department or the police department or the emergency room at the hospital or whatever, at some point you're going to go through a crisis in life and you need that number ready. Well, we're not, you know, most of us are not, I'm not really willing to go through the um, uh, through the Internet and find every counselor's name in Ridgecrest and, and interview them all, which is not a bad idea, by the way. But I can tell you this, I can tell you that I've been paying attention over the last... 15, 16, 17 years to people who I am like-minded with and who I worship with and who, you know, are my forever family in celebrate recovery. I know that I can trust them. They know they can trust me mm-hmm. and that is worth gold.
0: Yes. Yes. So having those people and, you know, if you are a person and like we just said, you're all listeners I want to issue a challenge this week, and there's no coffee involved with it. Nobody gets Starbucks for doing this. You just get stars in your crown. (laughs) Call somebody that you care about and just ask them, how are you doing? And if they say a one-word answer, fine, great, or if they give you, you know, the little, you know, platitude, you know, I'm too blessed to be stressed or you know, better and better all the time. Or like I'll tell people, yeah, it's if I'm any good. better, uh, <laughs> there'd be two of me. And if they give you some sort of a maybe answer like that, ask them for evidence. Say, show me your proof. Tell me why. And then ask them the more important question: What can I do to help you? Even if everything is great, how can I help you to make it be better? You know, just have contact with people and, and let them know you care because it means so much to me when i have people just call me just to check in and say hey i just want to know how you doing how can i pray for you uh, it, it means the world to me just know you know that i'm loved and even though i know that god loves me more than anybody else it's nice to know that those people out there care as well uh,
1: yeah and if you can't bring yourself to even ask that question how are you doing because sometimes that's really difficult for me um, it's kind of just not part of my personality, it doesn't hurt me at all to call and say, I just wanted you to know I've been thinking about you yeah. and that I care about you. Yeah. And that sometimes that's all you need to hear.
0: And if you don't have anybody to call or send a text to, pick me. <laughs> send me an email at BowtieGuy at mess and just say, hey man, how are you? Or you can send me a text or, or a phone call at 760 760- Six zero eight one nine four two. Just ask how you doing. What's up? What's going on? How was Texas? Whatever you want. Uh, let's have a conversation. Let's keep things um, moving along because we are um, we're social creatures, and and I think that you can tell that even people who have you know claimed that lone wolf status are getting tired of it after yes. several months of being lone wolves. Uh, So, you know, check on your people, see how they're doing, and and I think we'll have a better tomorrow.
1: Well, you know, I always found it very interesting in science when we would talk about certain kinds of animals and the ones that were, you know, kind of, they were alone and did everything alone, and then there was ones that were very social, like bees and ants. And I used to think, why in the world would we know that, and why is that important? But I really think that We're designed. We are designed. I think the way we're meant to be is to uh, come together. I know I certainly... I certainly can't do things on my own. I just can't.
0: No, it's one of the reasons that God created us. I mean, the Beatles wrote a song about "Come Together." Uh, <laughs> yes. So let's let's do that, folks. Yes. Uh, speaking of "Come Together," I'd love to have us come together on our social media platforms. Check me out uh, on uh, Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Reddit, uh, all those different things, uh, and uh, just say hi. Ask me how I'm doing there.
1: And when you're done, I want to make one more comment before we're done. Um, I was reading in my devotions today, and I really thought that this was so universal for what we're all walking through right now, uh, especially with, you know, the whole COVID thing. And what they were saying was the person that was writing the commentary said that they were stuck in a place and they really wanted to be someplace else, but they just couldn't make it happen fast enough. And I think it may have pointed back to the old test Talking about Moses and how people wanted to move on, but the point of the the, um, devotion said this: It said sometimes we spend so much time asking God for why aren't you getting me out of this? What's my next step? Please get me out of this. Please get me moving on. I'm sick of being here, and we forget to ask the obvious question, and that is, what do you want me to do while I'm here? And and I thought. Mm, That's important for me to know. So I just want to remind you that maybe that's a good question to be asking right now. Or maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you feel confined. Um, Maybe spend some time with the Lord and ask him, what do you want me to do while I'm here before you move me on to the next step? So.
0: All right. So um, find out how people are doing. um, And... uh, Check us out wherever we live and I will see you next time we mess it up. bye Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at Don't forget to share with your friends and we'll see you next time we mess it up.